Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Amy Lawrenson. I have traveled to what feels like another world. I'm in Sutton right now, which is still in London, I found out. Um, And I've come all the way here to meet up with her and her cats. She doesn't have two ordinary cats. She has two amazing cats, one of which is naked. Hello, Amy. Hello, Estee. How are you? I am amazing. I am so happy to be here. And I'm so happy to have finally fulfilled my lifelong dream of feeling a naked cat. Is it a lifelong dream? I think it actually is a <laughs> lifelong dream. And I, I just want to talk about your cat first because it's something that's on my mind because I'm staring at him right now. Please tell everybody about your naked cat, the whole story from beginning to now. So my mom is convinced I've got a naked cat because I loved Friends. And there was a naked cat on Friends. I can't remember what, what she was called. He was called. I don't but, even remember um, that. So Rachel from Friends got a naked cat. Did she? Yeah. But the thing is, in Friends, this naked cat is the devil. It's Fine. awful. Scratches everyone. Horrible cat. So we went to a pet fair. I was like, I want to get a pet. want to get cats. I'd grown up with cats. I love dogs. I know you have a dog. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get um, some cats. And we went to this pet fair just to like check out what cats were out there. It was a nice thing to do on a Saturday. And they just had a load of Sphinx cats there. And I was like fascinated by them because they've got temperance a bit like a dog. So they're actually not too cat-like. They follow you around everywhere. They want to be close to you. They want to be on your lap. They chat to you. Like they meow and stuff. He's got like a very distinct sort of meow. Um, So I just fell in love. But I wanted to have a furry cat as well. I wanted a naked pussy and a hairy pussy. I mean, no discrimination on furry or not furry pussies. No, exactly. You know, whatever floats your boat. Exactly. And so these cats, are they Egyptian or like what? No, Canada. Oh, that's right. You told me Canadian. That. What do you mean? So a Canadian cat gave birth to a naked cat. And so it was a defect. And the people of Canada were like, let's make this a thing. So bred the, I mean, it, if you read into it, they had to breed the baby cat with the mum cat. It's Ugh. a bit, yeah, no, it's not great how it started. Um, but, um, but yeah, so now we have sphinxes. And I'm very thankful that we do because he's very loving. He will sit on the sofa, he comes up and he'll get under my jumper 
and it's like I have a, a baby bump, but so it's a cat cute. bump. There's actually an Instagram. I think it's called Cutest Little Nudist. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah, it's like a naked cat Instagram. It's super Oh my cute. gosh, how have I not? I yeah. need to get on that. All right, so enough about your pussy. Um, now I want to talk about how we met. Yeah. Which we were trying to figure out. How did we end up meeting? So we met at a lunch. It was a Bare Minerals lunch. Katie Jane Hughes was yeah. doing the makeup. The and we met across the table. We did. Yeah. And I was kind of mesmerized by your glasses. Is that your signature look? Yeah, it is actually. It wasn't, I feel like I found my signature look. It took a lot of experimenting. I think working in beauty, I've tried everything. I've been every single hair color imaginable, um, tried every kind of makeup look. And yeah, this is what I'm settled on now, which is my kind of, if you don't know what I look like, I've got like long kind of constantly tangled kind of, we say beachy, but it's basically tangled hair. And um, these kind of glasses that make me look like a 70s porn star or I a serial it. killer. It both. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, so that's kind of my look. And it's kind of stuck for the last couple of years. And I think it kind of works. So on to who you actually are as a person. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about your career. So you're a you're the editorial director at Birdie. I am Birdie UK. Yes. So I when I was very, very young, I was basically like, I want to be an actress or I want to be a journalist. And I was like, I'm not pretty enough to be an actress. So I'm going to be a journalist. That was like my thinking. And also my parents sat me down and they were like, you like to buy things. <laughs> and most actors don't work. So <laughs> you probably don't want to do that. So I was like, I'm going to be a journalist. And I set my sights on L. I was like, that's where I want to work. That's my dream. I read it all the time. Loved it. And, um, and then I went to uni, did journalism. And then when I was 21, I ended up working at L on the website. So that's kind of a blessing and a curse because by 21 I'd fulfilled my lifelong dream of working at Elle magazine. How did you land that job? So I did a load of work experience in the holidays um that was just my focus I was really dedicated to that was where I wanted to be so I just did internships every holiday just was really focused on that and then I just cold called people so I emailed everybody in the industry when I finished uni when I'd finished my journalism degree and lovely Donna Wallace L replied to my email and was like come in we're looking for somebody to be in the cupboard to be you know fashion intern and I went and met with her took my portfolio and she was like I think you're maybe a little bit too experienced to be a fashion intern but we're launching the website so she went upstairs bought the editor of L online down and I got an internship there and then just kind of made myself indispensable. I learned how to do the horoscopes and no one else wanted to do the horoscopes. What do you mean you learned how to do it? You just So I didn't yourself. write them. Okay. I didn't write them. I wasn't sitting there kind of going, oh, you're a Taurian and you're going to be doing this this month. Um, I It was the Saturn sisters. They would send it. So it was that really boring job of uploading, Fine. you know, is it 12 horoscopes every day? And then the monthly and the yearly and doing all of that. So I learned how to do that. So I made myself very indispensable. And then I ended up getting the web assistant job, which is like an editorial assistant. Okay. And um, and worked my way up from there. And then how long were you at L for? Seven years, seven and a half years in, in total. So I started on the website and then I ended up working across the magazine as well. Right. On Always on beauty. I did a bit of fashion when I first started and quickly realized that beauty was my my thing. Yeah. Although when I was younger, I was like, I want to work in fashion and I want to work on, you know, I want to be the editor of Vogue. I kind of quickly kind of moved away from that and went into beauty. Because I think with beauty for me, I was a bit of a 
kind of a geek at school and I loved kind of you know I love science and I love like art and it kind of marries the two together Mm -hmm. like there's that scientific side of skincare but there's also all of the color and the trends and things which kind of feeds my creative side as well that's a really interesting point and I never hear anybody really talking about beauty in that way Mm. it is science Mm. there is so much that you can learn about skincare especially I think oh it's hugely scientific I mean if you think about the product formulations and then what those ingredients do on the skin or they do to your hair it's fascinating like there's so much to learn Okay, so after seven, seven and a half years at L, then what did you do and why would you ever leave L? Well, I mean, that's why I was there for so long. And a lot of people don't leave, they just stay at L for such a long time because actually everybody everybody has this vision, I think, with Devil's Devil devil wears prada Ooh, got that out. Um, that um, working in fashion and working in magazines is like a hellish place to work but actually I loved it and the team was so supportive and so lovely and having been that kind of young girl who was like I'm not pretty enough to be an actress to actually be accepted doing beauty at Elle magazine and just making so many lifelong friends is like amazing um so yeah I didn't really want to leave because I I did love it there and it is a great place but I'd got really into fitness and the fitness bug had like bitten me, which is so funny because I would do anything to get out of PE at school, like running around the playground, playing hockey. My nan has got this picture of me because I was I was quite a chubby teenager, red hair. And there's this awful picture of me in a hockey outfit. I'd never played hockey in my life. I need to see it. I mean, no one needs to see that, but I, I'll dig it. I will dig it out for you. So the school were like oh let's do a you know how you normally have your school picture in your school uniform they were like let's do a hockey picture why I mean that happens regularly in Canada oh, does I'm not it? really sure why it's happening here I mean I'd never picked up a hockey skip hockey stick before that well, it's definitely not called a hockey skip <laughs> hockey and that's skip. another thing that makes me know you really hadn't played a hockey. <laughs> no I mean oh so I'll have to dig that picture out for you um so yes yeah, so I got really into fitness and the way I got into it was running Okay, that's right. So on your Instagram profile, it says something like 500 day running streak. And yeah. I had to reread that and really think about it. Please explain and expand. So we started this L running club where the team, it was like a nice thing for the team to do at lunchtime where we'd go out running. And I I don't know how I stumbled across it. I was Googling running or something and I came across this group in America um, and they do run streaks, which is where they run at least a mile every day. And that's your run streak. So you can have a streak of 10 days or a streak of a month or a streak of a year. And I decided to do 500 days. You started from the very beginning. You said, I'm going to do 500 days. Yeah. Started from, well, no, do you know what? I I decided I was going to do a year. And I emailed them and they were like, if you do a year, you'll be the first woman in the UK to have done a year run streak. So I was like, great, I'm going to do that. So that was my thing. Got to a year, filed off my like application and um, they were like oh we messed up we forgot there's actually a woman in Newcastle who's been doing a run streak so she picked me to the post so I was like I'm gonna do 500 days then and see if I can see if she gives up first so it's like a, a race to see who who gave up first but she's she's carried it on she's much more dedicated to it than wow. me how do but you I was, prove it that you've been running all that time well you can't officially there's not like an official adjudicator but um I used to use the Nike running app right so I, I had it all kind of logged if if anyone wanted to check up on me wow. um and and during that time I ran two marathons as well I ran two marathons and I unsuccessfully did not run a marathon in Copenhagen because I got the shits 
you got the shits yeah i thought you were gonna say shin splints and then you said you got the shits yeah so my first (laughs) my first london marathon was brilliant i had the best race of like it was like the dream marathon it was perfect weather i was running along there was music playing i was high-fiving all the kids and stuff it was great and i was like i'm gonna do another marathon and we went to copenhagen some of the girls from l we went and um i think i don't i've got a delicate stomach i don't travel well i was having i was like i'm gonna be really healthy i'm gonna have the like wholemeal bread i'm gonna have the porridge i'm gonna put you know the carob they they had like a healthy spread of like dried fruits and all this stuff so i was like you know being what i thought was good and yeah i was running in about it it was quite soon into it about a mile in i was like I need the toilet really badly. So I went to the loo at the at the little portaloo and then another mile in and I was like, I need the loo again. And so I had to go into a pub and I had to go and like relieve myself in wow. the pub. And yeah, it was awful. And then it started to tip down with rain and my boyfriend was watching and he'd seen me do the London Marathon and seen me like have this amazing race. And he he saw me about halfway through and I was just like, I'm I'm in a wicked state. I'm this is really bad. I'm in a wicked state. I was like, this is awful. And <laughs> then he saw me about twelve mm, so I was about he saw me halfway and then he saw me about three quarters of the way through. By this point it had started to pour down with rain. And I couldn't run because every time I ran I needed to poo myself so I was just walking in the rain and crying and (laughs) I was in so much pain I was crying and I was just listening to this Rita Ora song on a loop (laughs) which one I can't remember I put blocked out of my brain yeah it was when she was with Calvin Harris whichever one she did with she did with him I mean I really have blocked it out because it was just awful and James was like what are you doing why are you doing this to yourself like you've you've done a good marathon you don't need to prove yourself to anyone like let's just go and get lunch so I sort of ripped my number off put it in the bin and went and had lunch which was good because I spent the whole lunch in the toilet oh my god so that was the right thing to do but anyway it didn't put me off because I ran another marathon after that in London I was like I can't that can't be my last marathon you that's not the way you go no no so I ran London again and had a great race again so I can't think of anything worse than running any sort of marathon running is really not for me I used to I did the um couch potato to 5k thing and I ended up being able to do it and then I stopped running and now I probably couldn't run for a minute you Um, totally could because the thing with running is you lose it fast but you get it back fast okay so you'd be able to do 0 to 5k again what do you like so much about running what do you learn about yourself through running so much you get to know yourself a lot like I did a lot of thinking while I was running and you kind of, that's all you can do. I mean, I listen to music and stuff, but you you learn, I learned that I could actually do things I never thought I could before. Like running 500 days, never would have thought I would do that. Or running a marathon. We did um, Survival of the Fittest as well when I was at, at L. And kind of putting yourselves into those kinds of challenges that you you don't think you can do and then actually being able to do it Mm -hmm. makes you realize that those little things that bug you at work or you know there's little things that you think oh I can't do that you think I actually can do this it gives you like a newfound confidence that was that was kind of what I took away from it I love the idea behind it I love the messaging I think running is so cool and I think it's very great mentally but for some reason physically I just find it so challenging it is and it's actually it is quite challenging on the body you know if you're pounding the pavements and things so it's always good to cross train when you're when you're running so doing yoga or doing kind of I got into weightlifting 
So that was my next thing. I'm basically quite, I like a fad and I like to kind of try and do things. So I was like, I'm going to do a hundred kilogram deadlift. What are you talking which about? Which I managed to do. So I, now I can deadlift a hundred. Are you serious? Ki- well, yeah, I mean, I can't do it anymore. That's but. incredible. So you did this personal, you started personal training. Yeah. So while I was in this whole fitness world, I was like, I, so I was like the next step, I've done L for seven years. I want to work at Women's Health. So I was like, I need to kind of prove that I'm really fit and into fitness. I did my run streets, did, did the marathon. And then I was like, I'm going to train to be a personal trainer because I thought if I'm going to go and work at you know Women's Health I need to know what I'm talking about so I did my personal training course I got my level three PT and so was that something you had always wanted to no. do that was just part of this fitness fad craze that you were yeah, in. yeah and this kind of evolution of like and also with magazines closing I was like I need to have some kind of backup in case I don't have a job fair enough you know so I thought practically I'll do this and I got a loan and I went and did uh, did that and um got my level three PT um and got really into weightlifting got really into boxing and all kinds of different forms of fitness and I did think for a little bit that I was going to launch a boot camp in my local park but I didn't end up doing that are you still into fitness no because I've been on paternity leave say that again for the people at home I've been on paternity leave she said paternity leave like the cats. Yeah. Actually, I didn't say the most important thing about the cats. The well, toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the ca- okay, you tell them. Okay, so well, look, I got the cats and I took a week off work. So that was like the beginning of my paternity leave. And I actually, during that week, I'm going to paint the picture for you. I spent the week in with the cats and I had never watched Gilmore Girls. So I just binge watched Gilmore Girls for a week. So it was this really cozy. It was like last November, really cozy week. And the first night we got um, Louis, who is the naked case Sphinx, I'd heard from people that they're not very good at using litter trays, but I thought my cat will be different. <laughs> and the, the first night he pooed in the litter tray, he walked in his poo, and then he ran the poo all around the house. And I just burst into tears. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know what to do about this. Um, I cried a lot that week. It was, it was quite emotional um ups and downs and well, so when there's literal shit everywhere oh, it was everywhere yeah it, it was everywhere and it really smells he's he's um <laughs> he's got a fast metabolism because he has to keep warm because he's not got no fur he eats a lot of food he farts a lot like it's a whole thing okay. you really have to love sphinxes to get one fine and um and my friend had actually rescued a cat and she lived in a first floor flat, first floor flat. And um, she was like, oh, there's this thing called a litter quitter. So I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, it's basically a toilet shaped litter tray. You put it by the toilet and they go on it like it's a normal litter tray. And then once they're used to going on that, you then put it on top of the toilet. And then they go, they jump up and they go and it's still a litter tray. And they go on that. And then you can take out the insert that's got the litter in. And they've got different compartments that you add in. And each one's got a different sized hole. So you start with a small hole and litter. And then you replace it and the hole gets bigger and there's more litter. So eventually there's no insert, there's no litter and they're just going on the toilet. And it took them like a week 
to get used to going on there with it's a hole. It's really not a long time. It was so, I think they were like tiny. And then it took a while for us to get to a point where they had no litter and they were fully going. But now they just go on the toilet. I mean, when I first heard about this, instantly my mind went to Meet the Parents mm-hmm. or whatever that movie is called, mm-hmm. Meet the Fockers. I don't know which one it is, but I love those movies so much. And Jinxie Cat uses the human toilet. He does. And so when you told me that, I was like, I need to see it. I did get a photo and it is really a sight. Yeah. It's really a sight. He kind of They kind of squat on the side and then go into the toilet. So we are going to get back to your career, mm-hmm. um, but I just really want to discuss the fact that you're so weird. Like you're the weirdest person I maybe have ever met <laughs> and I love it. And that's what you told me about yourself. You, yeah. you, you take pride in this. Yeah. I quite like, well, there's two things. I don't mind being different. I think that's good because if we were all the same, it would be just a very boring world. Um, and also I like to make people laugh. So those sorts of stories you know it's always good to be able to go out to dinner and be able to have a pull out a story about your toilet your cap shitting on the toilet or yourself shitting your you know shitting yourself in yeah. A marathon. yeah yeah there's yeah there's a lot of poop stories there is a lot of poop stories i mean that isn't <laughs> all all i talk about but they 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 are funny um so were you always able to be yourself because you mentioned earlier that you weren't the most confident kind of going into l no no, I think I always tried to change myself and always tried to be something different. I would always look at, you know, what other people were wearing, what other people were doing, you know, compare myself to other people and try to sort of conform to what I thought people would accept of me. And actually that doesn't work. I find now that I have better relationships with my friends and other people, you know, my family and things because I'm myself Yeah, and I don't try to pretend to be anything that I'm not. That's what I love about you so much. But how do you get to that point where you're so comfortable and it's like, yeah, my cat shits on a human toilet and what? (laughs) Um, I think you just have to care a bit less. And I think also when you start to find yourself and maybe doing a lot of the running was a bit of a soul searching kind of experiment for me. I think when you learn to be with yourself and learn to like yourself, I think you find that actually people are drawn to that. Yeah. And now I have tons of friends and I have lots of people that, you know, I get on with. And actually I have probably people that don't like me and that's okay because you can't, you can't be liked by everyone. I said, we were doing a talk and I said that um, we were at fashion, were we fashion weekend? And we were doing a talk and I said, you can't be loved by everyone. You're not cheese. (laughs) Thank you. That was the response I wanted. No, no one laughed. I was like, everyone likes cheese. I mean, unless you're lactose intolerant, but or vegan. you know, you're vegan. Yes. You know. Um, but you know, a lot of people like, a lot cheese. of people I get, like I cheese. I get the sentiment for sure. Cheese, chocolate, wine. The spice of life for yeah. sure. But you can't, you know, you can't always be cheese or chocolate. And then I guess at some point you just have to think it's okay. It's okay if not everybody likes me. It's not possible. Yeah. I mean, I've come to terms with that a long time ago. But it still hurts sometimes. Yeah, it does when you, you know, maybe you think, oh, I, I wish I'd been invited to that party and you yeah. don't get the invite and you see it all over Instagram. And you're exactly. like, oh, they didn't want to hear more poop stories. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to women's health. You were there. Yes. You enjoyed that. How long were you there? Not very long, nine months. Okay. Because I got there and that was when I realized it was maybe a little bit too fitness for me. Fine. I missed the beauty kind of trends and the kind of the makeup and the more kind of colorful side of beauty and that was when I got headhunted by Birdie 
um, because they basically were like, oh, she's left L. She's gone to women's health. Maybe she likes it. Maybe she doesn't. Let's see. So they approached me and I had loved Birdie when I was L when it launched. It launched about seven years ago in the US. So I sort of, it was one of the websites, the American websites that I looked at when I was um, at L just to see what they were doing. So yeah, when they approached me, I was like, I have to go for this. And the chance to be able to launch a website in the UK but having, but doing it not completely on my own because they'd done it in the US. So having that kind of network and that amazing support system out there, um, it was just something I couldn't refuse. So for those listening who maybe aren't familiar with Birdie, what is the site? What do you talk about on there? How does it, what is it? So essentially it's a beauty and wellness website. And I think what I've kind of managed to what I'm most proud of about it is that it's actually just a really friendly place for people to come and you don't feel like it's patronizing you don't feel like you're being talked down to it's like we talk to our readers like they're our friends yeah which is really nice and it's um it's basically for real kind of beauty enthusiasts so people that want to know about you know beauty ingredients want to know about the latest product um and then also we do the wellness we do the fitness on there as well and we talk about everything like we talk about you know how to you know run 5k we talk about that but then we'll also talk about things like you know is it normal to have period pain or what are skin tags you know we'll talk about sort of kind of more niche skin tag removed i've had one removed it did really well for us because a lot of people get them and you're like i don't want this or whatever you're thinking yeah them well they basically they're like I get them and you can get them where your bra straps are and where your necklaces are it's when you're like your skin rubs on is that how they're caused I should know this because I did edit that feature no, um, let's, just, let's just move on from skin tags you know what this is getting a little too medical with the a bit niche. And, the, and the skin tags um but yeah I really really love Birdie so what does it entail to launch a website a brand new website in the UK. I know you it had the support system, but it what does it entail? What does your job look like? So it's a lot of SEO, which is search engine optimization for anybody that doesn't know. So that means every article we put out on Birdie means that we've optimized it. So the people are searching in Google. We Our aim is to get on the first page of Google. So if you're looking for best mascaras, that's kind of our aim is that you will find us through there. Um, it was also, I mean, I did everything from from day one because I didn't have, it was just me. So I was doing the newsletters. I was doing all of the content for the site. I was doing all of the social as well. So looking after Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, like it was a lot. And did you just learn this uh, on the job? Like, did you already know this from your previous? Yeah. So when I was at L online, we'd done a lot of SEO um, and a lot of kind of digital stuff. So a lot of it was from from those days. Um, and then, you know, social, I suppose I've been doing it myself. So, you know, and we had training from the American team. Um, but a lot of it was just giving things a go and seeing if they work and test and learn, really. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the first 18 months we got, um, so Birdie's sister website is Who, What, Where, which is a fashion website. And, um, Hannah is the editor over there. And we got an assistant who worked across the two, the two sites, an assistant editor. And yes, it was the three of us. Um, and yeah, it's been a long time, but now there's like 12 of us in the office across the two websites. We're properly like a fully formed 
kind of company now, which is great. It's nice to have seen it grow. It seems like a really great place to work. And I do kind of want to talk about what it's like to work in the beauty industry. I'm not obviously a journalist Mm -hmm. as such, but I always wonder what it's like to be a journalist. Is it a friendly environment? Oh my gosh, so friendly. It's so friendly, which is not what you would expect, I imagine. Um, but yeah, it's such a friendly, friendly place. I've made so many good friends um, working in working in beauty and you see each other a lot. Yes. So unlike fashion, where they will maybe go to, because it's so seasonal, less so now, I think there's more launches and events all the time because you're seeing more kind of brands popping up that maybe don't do that kind of fashion show in spring summer and then in autumn winter um but fashion generally it's like twice a year they'll go off to a load of press days see all of the new the new clothes and things new collections um whereas with beauty there are so many beauty products and so many brands that there is launches and events and things every week so you really just start to see these people all the time yeah um so yeah, they're all just like friends now to me, which is great. And it's nice because we all work for, you know, competitive titles, but we all just get on so well. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I really love about working in beauty, although I do it a little bit differently than you, but it's meeting so many people at these events or parties or wherever it is. And honestly, almost every single person I meet is that girl that's just so supportive and awesome and lovely. And I think that's such a misconception about the industry. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of talking about it before, how it was so kind of like, you know, people think it's a bit catty and there are moments. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are. And I think you just always have to be the bigger person. You know, there are moments when someone will say something to you and you have to try to just go, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. um, but yeah, there are those moments. Um, But yeah, on the whole, it's very supportive. And I think what's really interesting now is that, you know, we're getting the journalist side and then we've got all of the influencers as well. And there's that coming together. So before it was very separate and we were kept at separate events. They do a journalist event and then they do an influencer event. Whereas now the two are starting to merge. And for me, that's great because I just love meeting new people and and sort of, you know, spending time with with new people and learning new you know I went away to Vietnam with um some influencers and it was so amazing to see what what you guys do you know kind of doing the vlogging and the editing and all of that like that's so alien to me yeah I mean I think there are still those journalists who really don't love us Mm. but you know there's always those articles that are coming out and stuff like that but I think I meet so many journalists and it's always a positive experience yeah personally speaking I mean I just have so much I'm in awe of anybody that's been able to create their own almost like brand a big following being able to like video yourself and be so natural on camera like that's my next thing is how to get a bit more kind of natural on camera well look how natural you are behind a microphone I, behind a microphone I can kind of do I, well another this is another thing that I might do in a in a in a life later on I, I've always wanted to be the voice of a cartoon character yeah I've heard this one from you before <laughs> um or do kind of voiceovers or I can something. definitely see that happening so you have been at Birdie for a while now and it's actually your net your last month next month it is I know I'm I'm You're moving leaving. yeah I'm moving to Amsterdam So Amy is moving to Amsterdam. Yes. This is like, try to keep up with this girl's life, honestly. (laughs) You're always up for a new adventure. Yeah, What's popping in Amsterdam? So do you know what? And I am always up for a new adventure and I've always wanted to live abroad, but I've maybe never had the kind of the, the kind of the guts to just do it. So I'm in a fortunate position that my boyfriend has got a job out there so he's your fiance technically. He's my fiance, but I don't like saying that word. Why not? I don't know. Okay. Do you think my fiance? <laughs> so your boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend. Um, 
has got a job out there. So we are moving. So it's kind of given me like the kick up the bum to yep. be like, let's go and do something completely different. So where are you going to work there? Um, from my sofa. You're going to work from your sofa. Yeah. And or like, you know, whatever coffee shop I can find. Okay. And I'm just going to go freelance and just see where it takes me. What is it going to be like to go freelance? Is that, have you ever been freelance before? No, I haven't. But when we started Birdie, I, we didn't have an office. And although Hannah was doing who, what, where, she lives in East London, I live in South London. So there would be days where I would be on my own. And I think you, I mean, you'll probably know this, that you have to get up and go out. So I, I used to get up, have a shower, walk over the road, get a coffee, come back in and sit at my desk. That's what I do every morning. Yeah. So it's like a little mini commute. Yep. Um, there were a couple of days I wore, wore a onesie. I actually mean, true <laughs> there was one day that I was wearing a onesie and one of the guys in the US office was like oh can we do a a call and I was like sure yeah yeah and um it was only when we actually got on and I realized we were doing a video call it wasn't going to be a phone call because a lot of them will be like let's do a call and you just use the laptop but right. you don't have the video on but he had the video on and I had my onesie on what kind <sighs> of onesie was it it was kind of um let me guess it was a cat no no it was white <laughs> with like neon pink and orange okay like, so cute and, cheap. and a hood so it could have been like a hoodie I suppose but obviously me being me I was like I'm wearing a onesie <laughs> I didn't even try to hide it um so you must have built up a, a lot of contacts over the years yeah. and stuff so I guess you're not totally free falling no 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 I've made I've I've made lots of contacts but I'm very I've ever since James even got approached for the job I was like okay well potentially I could be freelance I'm gonna start making lists and yeah. like being organized and so I've been working kind of behind the scenes just to kind of yeah. get a bit organized because I'm you know I never went traveling I'm not that kind of person that can just go and see where the wind takes me but you are <laughs> seems like you are <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it but I'm trying to be very organized about it but All yes right. I'm looking forward to going to Amsterdam I've been experienced visiting you there and having a nice yeah. party weekend yeah come we went we went this weekend and explored around yeah. it's such an interesting place because it's very cool and very beautiful with all of the the canals and things which is not what you know the stereotype of Amsterdam is yeah. very different it's so true I mean the first time I went to Amsterdam I had no idea what to expect I thought it was going to be Partiesville and you can definitely have that side to it yeah but there's so many amazing museums and the food is so yummy and the oh my gosh like just all the streets and the buildings yeah. and the canals so gorgeous you're gonna have an amazing experience i'm so excited even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so we are moving on. This show is called On The Line and people have emailed some questions in. So this is the time of the show where I'm going to ask you a few questions. You can only follow three people on Instagram. Who are you going to follow? <gasps> oh my God. Well, I love following you. No, you don't have to say me. But, okay, well, like you, and then I'm going to do three others. Okay. Um, so Katie Jane Hughes. <laughs> of course, the queen of makeup. Oh my God, I love, 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 love. And besides that, one of the loveliest people. Oh. And is always trying to connect other people together. And yeah. that I respect that so much in a person. Yeah, I just think she's so funny, so beautiful, um, so talented. And I will have to say Birdie. Yeah. Birdiebeauty.uk. Yeah. Um, because I'm leaving. So that's going to be like my way to kind of keep Aww. connected with them. Um, and I also, oh, Birdie can be another not one of my three because that's the obvious um i love katherine ryan yes she's so interesting to watch i, I love actually, her i don't follow her <laughs> but her name is always coming up in my life yeah but she's super funny and i love everything she does do you think that's because you're canadian and people I, like katherine ryan so. but i'm gonna follow her because i know she's really funny she's funny and then also i do love following maya jama my okay. jammer. Um, she is a TV presenter, radio mm-hmm. presenter, and she's very funny. And she's another person that I just get the impression that she's just totally herself and yeah. does not give a shit. It's so appealing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So those would be my give us my one more three. Um, who else? Do you know what I did a massive call? this weekend and got rid of like a load it is a call it's the only word is a call like it's literally like goodbye 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 there's a handle that i follow and i can't remember exactly the name i think it's called chemist confessions okay and i can let you know so you can put it in your show notes but it is they basically talk about the chemistry side of skincare and ingredients and they go into talking about it on a molecular level um and i quite i quite like that if you're quite if you're really into skincare and you like to kind of geek out over that kind of stuff that's quite interesting that's a really amazing one i'm gonna definitely follow that um so the next thing is your phone only lets you save three contacts and your mom and you know your parents and your partner don't count so pick three people who you would need to have in your phone um do you know what this my boyfriend finds this really weird and i will tell you three people i'm not trying to get out of it here we go but my boyfriend's like you never talk to anyone on the phone like i never talk to anyone on the phone text i whatsapp but then i've got groups like how can i just pick i've got so many friends i can't groups so we have group chats so i've got two of my girl groups from school yeah that's like two groups we can count groups okay so i'd have to have those groups yeah um and then oh my god this is so hard (laughs) um so the two girl groups and then probably my old woman's health girl group as well so those three groups so you're really into groups yes because then a lot of people i chat to on instagram so i've kind of tricked you there fine because there's loads of people that i chat to on we only insta message exactly so you're there people like my friend leanne like they're all on ig but yeah my my school friends back home fair enough fair enough So, of course, on this show, we also like to get questions from our audience. And we have a question from Hattie, which I love that name. And I feel like as a British person, I should say Hattie. 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 
Um, hi, Amy. Even though as women, we should raise each other up. Oftentimes, some try to bring each other down. First of all, I don't, we can discuss that if you agree with that. Mm-hmm. What's your biggest piece of advice for working in a largely female-dominated industry? We did kind of talk about this earlier, but... I would agree. I think there there are people that try to sort of take each other people other each other down. It's not like him. Um, I agree. I think there are. Um, I think often it's kind of a reflection on that person yeah. and themselves. Like I think if you're really confident in what you do, there should be enough space for everybody mm-hmm. to kind of find their own way. And if you feel so, I think often people will try to tear you down if they're not confident in themselves yes. and if they've got their own sort of issues and things going on. And I think you just have to support each other. Like there's enough going on with the kind of the whole Me Too movement and all of that and that whole thing about men and women. And then if women are in fighting, it's like a whole Mm -hmm. other thing. Like we have to just, and I don't think it should just be women supporting women. I think women should be supporting men and men should be supporting women and everyone should just support each other. Yeah. Like that's just how it should be in life. I think the best thing is really to just lead by example, really. Yeah. It can be hard, though, sometimes. I mean, even sometimes I have a confidence lapse and I'm like, oh, look what she's doing, everything. And I, why can't I be doing that? But then you got to check yourself. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. You have to take it back. You have to take it back to you and what's your goal in life. And I think, I think it's easy to get quite lost. And I think I find that because I'm always like doing a different thing and doing a different challenge. And maybe, you know, I don't have kind of one specific thing. So I think sometimes it's quite easy to kind of look and think, oh, maybe I should be doing that. Or maybe I should be doing this instead. And you have to bring it back and think, but is that actually what I should be doing? Is that really me? Yeah. And I think if you have that integrity and you know yourself, then I think you'll find your own path. And it might just take longer for you than it does for other people but I've shared a post on my Instagram feed and um a while back and it was about how you know some people make it as like the president when they're like 70 and some people are like CEOs of a company when they're 20 and it's like everybody's doing their thing in their own time and that's okay yeah um and yeah and I just think why wouldn't you want to support each other I mean look don't get me wrong I love nothing more than going home to my boyfriend and having a moan (laughs) about things that have gone wrong in my day or like you know um but I think on the whole we just need to yeah really support each other I agree and that's a good answer so this question is from Amelia and she says I'm at a place in my life where I'm halfway through my post high school gap year and the question what am I going to do when I grow up is starting to become seriously relevant in the coming months. I come from an entrepreneurial family where there's never been that much emphasis on the importance of studying, whereas I feel like all of my friends are really set on going to certain colleges and and professions and whatnot, but I can't help but envy this clarity. I mean, I personally didn't have any clarity ever, but I'm just saying. Um, She says, my dream career would be in fashion, which is an industry you can study, of course, but she feels like it has so much more to do with luck and connections, which is frustrating to her. What should she do to get into the fashion industry? Okay, so I feel like there's a couple of different things that I want to talk about there. So first of all, I think... 
when you're when you're starting to think about what you want your career to be I think you need to take it even back further and be like what do I what do I want my day to look like what kind of life do I want to have do I want to be in an office do I want to be freelance do I want to be outdoors doing something like you need to kind of think about and I never thought about that so I've ended up being in an office environment and like I'm fine with that and I like it but I actually, the part I love about my job the most is going out and meeting people and chatting to people. And that's where I get my most sort of my best ideas and I'm most creative. So it's kind of thinking like, where where do you enjoy life the most? Like in what moments do you feel like you're most creative and you're having the best time and thinking about like, how can I build a career around that? Because I think if you're always having a good day, then you're going to get the best out of yourself. So I think thinking about that, um, I think, gosh, coming from an entrepreneurial family, like how lucky. Um, And I think don't worry so much about what your friends are doing or what your family has done. Think about what do I want to do and where do I want to get to? Which kind of brings me on to the the next point, which was um, she wants to work in fashion. Yep. So it's kind of deciding what area of fashion, because that's so broad. So maybe looking at what she's saying she's on her gap year. Um, so what what things do you enjoy doing at school? That was always what I kind of thought about. So I was like, I like writing. I also liked, um, I did some kind of fashion design when I was at school and I liked that because I toyed with the idea of going into like fashion design and dressmaking and that kind of thing. So it's like, what do you actually enjoy at school and what are you good at? And thinking about, okay, how can I use that information of what kind of day do I want to have and what kind of like life do I want to lead and what am I good at and what do I enjoy and try to marry those together and see if that starts to kind of build a picture. Um, And then I think when it comes to getting into the industry, I mean, I had no connections. My dad, bless him, he's a solicitor. And he was like, I know the money guy at the mirror. So I did a week's work experience at the the mirror on the money desk. Um, But that was the only I mean, that's so far removed from fashion journalism. So it's just plugging away and, you know, using that entrepreneurial family that you have to be like, okay, how can I, how can I start doing maybe my own website? Or how can I start maybe doing a blog or a vlog or something? And having that, and then using that as your springboard to kind of being able to reach out to people. So I have my portfolio of things I've done on work experience. And then I reached out to Donna at L, took my portfolio in and it was showing her that where she was like, oh, actually, we've got this website launching. So it is, it is luck definitely involved, but I think you can, you can kind of engineer the luck as well. Well, I am fascinated by that answer because I didn't do any of that. And I just kind of stumbled across my career day by day by day. But actually what you just said makes so much sense, even to me going forward in my life. You know, I like the way you said, um, think about what you want your life to look like. You know, everybody has different careers and changes throughout their life, especially Mm. in this day and age. So I think that can actually apply to any type of um, career, not just fashion. So you've enlightened me there. Oh, good. You really have. (laughs) Okay, and I think we've got time for one more question. This is from Lucy. If you could pass on a single piece of advice to a teenager or someone in their early 20s, what would it be? I gave quite a lot of advice then. You just gave quite a lot of advice, but maybe this could be a personal, not career, not so career driven. I think worry less about what other people are doing, which I think is what we've kind of talked about um, throughout this podcast, Um, and just worry about you and and 
worry about you but also not at the not at the expense of other people I think you should yes. always be polite and you should always be nice to other people because at the end of the day everyone's just trying to get through this world mm-hmm. and like do their thing um but I think just just think about you and don't try to change yourself to make other people happy mm-hmm. like you just need to just do what you need to do for you I think I agree with that and onto the politeness thing I think that is so huge because um you know, your reputation really is everything, especially in an industry like this. I mean, we all know each other. Mm-hmm. And when you go places, like, I mean, if I went to an event and I was like, do you know Amy? Every single person would be like, oh my God, she's lovely. She's the best. <laughs> but it's Well, that's true. But you know, you don't want to be the person where it's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. she's a bit of a, you know. <laughs> so just be nice. Kindness can get you so far yeah. in this world. Yeah. And I think also it's like, what I will say on the kind of, not changing yourself for other people is that it's also okay to change yourself okay. if you want to. Well, exactly. So like if you want to do it for yourself, like I'm thinking about getting Invisalign okay. because it's something that's bugged me since I was like a child. Like literally I perfected my selfie face when I was six and that was way before people were doing selfies. <laughs> and my friends before selfies, it was my mirror face. They were like, Amy's doing her mirror face. Because when I was in the mirror, it's how I do my selfie face now. Um, because I hated my smile. And like, I'm 33 and I still don't like my smile. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to do something about it. So I think it's fine to do something if it's for you. Yeah. But don't change yourself for other people. Okay. Well, I think that's amazing advice. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know that everybody's going to love this episode. I always love talking to you and having Sunday roasts with you, which is our new thing. Yes. We need to do it all the time. I'm going to be so sad when you go to Amsterdam. Come to Amsterdam. I'm absolutely coming. So where can people follow your journey? Because I know you're going to be posting lots about your new lifestyle in Amsterdam. I am. So you can come and follow me on Instagram. So I'm at Amy underscore Lawrenson on Instagram come and check me out there and then yeah if I do end up documenting it I will be sharing all of that on Instagram where you'll be able to find me amazing thank you so much thank you thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of on the line and don't forget to send your questions to your on the line at gmail.com you can send an email or an audio note whatever you want and thank you to Amy again who was of course amazing Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe this podcast to help us climb those charts and grow the show. Hello?